We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. Week 9 rankings update, full injury report, DraftKings ownership, and the best fantasy props of the week. Remember to smash the like button to the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. If you're listening to the audio version, rate and review the podcast. Five stars. That would really help me out a lot, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify. And play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listener's League link is down in the description, as is the link to all of the updated rankings and the newsletter post, which will get updated again if you're looking for all of the cheat sheet version of all of this. You just want a list of the injuries, whether they're likely in or likely out. I'll update those at the 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, uh, so you can see who is in and who is up. The one-stop shop, and you can just sub to the email to get that email directly to you. But remember to check in, bookmark that, uh, as I will update those as injury news breaks. But I have a pretty good grasp. That's why I waited so long to do this, to see what the Saturday reports were going to be this week. And all of the rankings reflect that right now. If anything changes, rest assured, I will have those updated. Let's get into it. Prize picks for the week, the fantasy props. There is a giveaway this week. So if you go to prizepicks.com and use code MMNNFL, not only do you get the deposit match of up to $100, you also qualify for what is essentially a free $25 on Sunday night football. So if you play a Sunday night football only entry and Matt Stafford completes one or more passes in that game, you get 25 bucks if you use code MMNNFL. So uh, I'm trying to wait until closer to kickoff for the third to Sunday night game so they release more props. I do like the Van Jefferson over yardage. It's like 45 and a half. I like that over, but they do not have any Jeremy McNichols receiving props out yet. Uh, I'm going to guess it comes in at four. If you get, I, I like over four. I like over three and a half. I'd probably play over four and a half. I don't love that, but if it's over three and a half, 
then we're pretty good to go. So I like those two for the Sunday night game. The two that I'm playing on the main slate, and if you make a five-pick entry of all Sunday players for $7.11 and you get all five right, not only do you win 10 times your money, you also get a bonus $50 for playing in the Mayo Media Network fantasy props pool so i just said $7.11 you should really go do that by using code mmnnfl at prizepicks.com but the two that i'm using in my picks of five and i'm waiting until closer to lock because there's a lot of injuries to go through to make sure the right people are playing but the two that i went with were kind of lower end ones uh nico collins with tyrod taylor back i actually like the texans in that game plus five and a half now i actually like them on the money line to beat the dolphins at plus 230 but nico collins over two and a half receptions i think is very much in play for a game where i do think that they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit be a closer game i mean they are five and a half point dogs that is a script to actually go throw so nico collins is probably going to be second or third on that team in targets this week so i like the over two and a half for nico collins i'm going to follow that up with the dallas and broncos game dalton schultz over four receptions i mean he has five or six receptions in five of his past six games when actually he has them in every game when like dak is starting and dak is starting this week lamb is banged up cooper is banged up and blake jarwin isn't playing so he's going to be the only tight end on the field and on the in the monday newsletters i always post the tight end uh, routes per, per snaps that they're on the field. And Dalton Schultz always ranks inside the top five amongst tight ends of guys that just don't block. They just, he's essentially a receiver. So over four receptions, I really like for Dalton Schultz in that game. The one prop I'm really digging this week, and I wrote this up in, with graphical information in the newsletter as well, is actually Jordan Akins in the Texans and Dolphins game. I couldn't find a prize picks prop on it, but if you just go to, and you should really shop around for this one because I went to draft. DraftKings Sportsbook, and over two and a half receptions is plus 135 right now. But then I went over to bet365.com, and it's plus 155. That's a 20-cent difference. That is huge, uh, especially if you're betting more than a dollar kind of thing. So Jordan Aikens, over two and a half receptions. I ran the Sims on runthesims.com, uh, and it gives me his median projection as two receptions, so the under on that. I actually quite like the over, but the one good thing that this tells me, that the median projection is two, and run the Sims tells me, over the course of 10,000 simulations that he is going to hit the over two and a half 44% of the time. Now at plus 155, the implied odds on that is 39%. So even though the projection is showing an under, the over of two and a half at plus 155 is still the proper side of that bet. Now, I, I don't think that they're putting any context into this because how could they? It's a computer system that runs simulations. So I'd probably back that up with why I like the two and a half over is where do you attack Miami? You attack them in the middle of the field. Okay, that's where Jordan Akins is going to be running his routes. He's going to be running a ton of routes because Pharaoh Brown, the other tight end on the Texans who generally takes away from Jordan Akins, not playing in this game. So even more routes and potential target share for Jordan Akins here. It's not like I love Jordan Akins as like you know, 10 catches for 100 yards, but like three for 25, boom, we win the bet. So that's what I'm going for here. Also, having Tyrod back at quarterback instead of the awful Davis Mills, who has just been even especially uh, more awful 
on the road this season, that's just a huge upgrade. And especially with Tyrod being able to buy himself some time in this game with the use of his legs where Davis Mills didn't really have that luxury. Uh, so two and a half over plus 155 on Jordan Akins is my favorite prop bet of the week. That's the one that I'm most heavily invested in. I'm going to be on the lookout for prize picks as well to see if they do release a Jordan Akins number. And listen, everyone's playing big Albert O on DraftKings at 2,600 bucks. If and that's the play. I'm not going to talk you out of that. I'm playing him. But if you just wanted to game theory it, not play the biggest chalk tight end on the slate at the cheap price, Jordan Akins is, I believe, $2,700 on DraftKings this week. That if you did want to make that pivot, it's a very risky play because Big Al O is setting up to have himself a nice game. But he's going to be like 15, 16% owned. And he's going to be the guy that everyone uses to save salary this week with Noah Fant out on the COVID list. That maybe Jordan Akins is the place where you would want to pivot to. If you want to embrace some variance and risk into your life, hell, if he scores a touchdown, he's probably going to outscore Alberto. Not projecting a touchdown for him. I just want to project over two and a half catches. And really, that's all I care about what he does, because that's where my money is going to be in that game. I think that game is also a really good one if you want to play a same game parlay, where... I think you can kind of, it all hinges on whether Tua plays or not. It does look like he's going to play. But Parker's out, Fuller's out. You could probably go over receptions on Gesicki, Waddle, and Gaskin in that game. And then on the other side, go over Nico Collins and Jordan Aiken's receptions. Uh, all of a sudden, you have your same game parlay up to like 8-1 to one just on those over reception props because everything is going to funnel to those guys. Cooks is going to have a good game, I feel like, but he does draw the toughest assignment, uh, either being shadowed by Xavier Howard, which I would expect, or maybe he gets put on Byron Jones. Either way, I want the guys running in the middle of the field uh, to hit their low reception total. Uh, Brendan Cooks is 5.5. That's just a big number, and I want to stay away from that one, where I know at least on the Dolphin side of the ball that Gesicki and Waddle with Tua, when they're the only two guys out there, they are the ones getting targeted. Mac Hollins, by the way, as a like $3,000 play on DraftKings, not the worst play in the world because a lot of the injuries and guys that are coming back have taken away some of our lower end wide receivers, but with no Fuller and with no Devontae Parker, Mac Hollins has been the one with those guys injured who has stepped up into that role. He's got a touchdown. Um, listen, it's a risky play, but if you do need to save a lot of money and I'm playing some stacks that go Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey with a bring back of Aaron Jones need to save the money where you can and he might be a guy that I am eyeing right now if I want to get up to another good running back in the lineups that I've constructed that means I have Devontae Booker as my running back I would love to be able to get up to Austin Eckler who I think is just an absolute smash play this week that if I could drop myself down I think I have Hunter Renfro in that lineup right now if I went from Renfro down to Matt Collins I could go Booker up to Eckler so I'm thinking about doing that right now. Actually, it's not Renfro, it's Jarvis Landry. So I save the 2100 on Jarvis Landry down to Matt Collins, and I go up from Devontae Booker to uh, Austin Eckler, and hopefully that's good enough. I'll probably just play two lineups, to one one way, one the other way, because I use the 2v tool at runthesims.com, and it told me the Booker-Landry side, much better than the Eckler-Mac Collins side, but I got a gut feeling here about Mac Collins, and this game in particular. Like I said, I like the Texans plus five and a half. Not my best bet of the week, obviously. That is the Chargers. Now down to minus one and a half, because apparently money's going back on Philadelphia. I do know that they're out their two top quarters, Asante Samuel Jr., in a, in a what would be a father revenge game against the Eagles. I'm still just on the Chargers here. I think the Chargers are just the superior team, and you're not asking them to cover a seven and a half point spread. They basically just need to win, and you'll win your bet. So take a look at the Chargers, take a look at the Texans, and all of a sudden, we'll be good to go. Rankings update and 
running back injuries for the week. Once again, the cheat sheet is down in the description, free for everyone to look at, and I will have that updated uh, on Sunday morning after the actives and inactives, or if something breaks very early in the morning, I will update it then, and then update it again at 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time. Elijah Mitchell is going to be a game-time decision with his rib injury, although it appears like Trey Sermon is going to be a healthy scratch for this game, and Jeff Wilson may have got cut, is what I just saw come across. They were going to act him, I thought they were going to activate him from injured reserve next week and then like play him, and then he'd be a thorn in our sides, but all of a sudden, Elijah Mitchell... It looks like he's going to play based on those moves. So I've kept him in the rankings. I like Elijah Mitchell a lot here against what looks to be a pretty depleted Arizona team this week. Adrian Peterson is going to be activated to the roster for the Titans for Sunday Night Football, and he's going to play. I like McNichols better than Adrian Peterson in any game where the Titans are underdogs, which they are here by seven and a half points, because he is going to be the receiving option out of the backfield. So I would never expect McNichols to end up with 19, 20 carries in this game. That would be Peterson if they were up by a bunch of points, and Peterson will probably get a lot of the goal line work as well. He's not a terrible play i just for this week against the rams much prefer jeremy mcnichols over adrian peterson christian mccaffrey was activated from injured reserve as well he's going to warm up before the game against the patriots and he's a true game time decision matt rule has already said that if he does play he's only going to play like 40 to 50 snaps which realistically is like 75 percent of the snaps if mccaffrey plays you're going to play him that's essentially what it boils down to you can't if mccaffrey is active you cannot play chuba hubbard for one thing, and maybe they're duping us all and just trying to get the Patriots off guard. But anytime you have your number one pick available and he's going to play, you play him. That simple. Josh Jacobs likely in for the Raiders. James Robinson still potentially going to miss this game. Right now he's trending towards in, but he has this heel injury that could knock him out of the game against the Bills, especially if they fall behind. Why would you risk the health of James Robinson here? So I bumped him down in the rankings to the lower teens, move Carlos Hyde up inside the top 30 right now. Pay attention to that because James Robinson could be a late scratch. And once that happens, as we found out with prizepicks.com last week, after the Calvin Ridley news came out, it took them like 30, 45 minutes to adjust a lot of their lines for the Falcons players. So once you see the inactives come out, if anyone is a surprise inactive, go to prizepicks.com, uh, use code MMNNFL to get your match deposit and qualify you for that free 25 bucks from Sunday Night Football if you play in it, uh, play the Sunday Night Football entry, but you can just go pick off. Like Carlos Hyde will be like over under like 17 and a half rushing yards or something like that. And the sports books the themselves adjust really quickly and you probably won't be able to catch them prize picks you can catch with their pants down on this one so we were able to hammer Cordero Patterson over receiving yards last week and just printed money so you need to be on top of that stuff as soon as the inactives come out so again prizepicks.com code MMNNFL to get in on that Chris Evans he's a game time decision for the Bengals to see whether he is you know, the third stringer or P Ryan gets more run in the receiving game it'd be a slight downtick to Joe Mixon but nothing serious Latavius Murray is likely out I have Devonta Freeman as the top of the Ravens running backs right now but I wouldn't feel very good starting any Ravens running back in this game it would be Freeman if it was anyone would be Freeman Tyson Williams Bell but who knows with Tyson Williams at this point whether he's going to be active or inactive regardless of what else is going on he looks like he's the best guy but apparently they don't like him maybe coming off the bye he learned more of the playbook or learned how to pass block but right now it's Freeman who they trust back there protecting Lamar Jackson and he's going to end up with like well, probably like 
his range of outcomes is so big. It's probably like eight to 16 touches between carries and catches in this game. So if you had to take a flyer, it's likely him. Saquon Barkley is out. Giants are on bye next week. Then they come off. This is actually a really good time to trade for Saquon Barkley. Giants have a very easy schedule towards the end of the season. And the Barkley owner in your league likely is not doing very well because one of his top picks, one of their top picks is probably, you know, has been out for so long that it's going to be risky because the risk of re-aggravation to a lot of these injuries for Saquon Barkley is going to be pretty high, but you might be able to catch a workhorse running back, top five running back for the rest of the season with his schedule at a very depleted price right now. Uh, if you have the game, like if you're you know, seven and one, six and two, and you know you're coasting to the playoffs, this is a way where you can really enhance your team four weeks from now and look ahead to the playoffs to really try to make a push to win this season. Because you could probably get Saquon Barkley for like 70% of what you would have had to trade for him three weeks ago. And you're going to have to eat the bye week. You're going to have to eat this week. Or you can just do it after this week when he goes on bye. But he's coming back after that. So you should watch out. Damian Williams likely out. Fire up some Khalil Iber. David Montgomery is likely to be activated off injured reserve soon. But until then, it's cool. Herbert's backfield. Justin Jackson is out for the Chargers. Roundtree likely to be the primary backup to Austin Eckler. Jeff Wilson could be cut. He could be activated from injured reserve. Don't worry about Jeff Wilson right now. Miles Sanders still on injured reserve. Obviously, the Titans running backs of Derrick Henry and Darianton Evans both out for the season. And Tevin Coleman missed Sunday or Thursday night football for the Jets with a hamstring injury. Wide receivers. It's a lot. Big list. So again, down in the description, you can just click on the injury cheat sheet to figure all of that out, and you're going to see it just written out in front of you. A.J. Brown's a game-time decision for Sunday Night Football. He's probably going to play, but went practice, practice, DNP. We've seen him DMP on a Friday and then play on a Sunday. So just keep an eye out on him. Have a backup plan in that game. I'm guessing if it's AJ Brown, it's probably Marcus Johnson who you'd want to fill in. Usually when Julio is out, it's Nick Westbrook Ikena as the one that they end up going to. Maybe it's just Nick Westbrook Ikena either way, but that's just the way that I would try. If you had to go throw someone in, that would be the way to go about it. Uh, Julio Jones is likely to play with his hamstring injury, so that's good news. Rashad Bateman is questionable. Sammy Watkins is questionable. We don't know their status. They're trending towards playing, but you never know with these Ravens. Uh, Nick Boyle is not going to play. He's not going to make his season debut as of yet, so more Mark Andrews for everyone, but Bateman and Watkins both questionable to play right now. They're both in the rankings. Amari Cooper is likely in. We'll see. D. Lamb is a game-time decision with this new ankle injury that popped up on Wednesday. I'd expect both of them to play, but... uh, I think that's an early game. Is that an early game or a late game? Either way, I think that they're both going to play. I did bump Lamb down a little bit, just like I bumped down A.J. Brown a little bit, solely because that there is the potential that they don't play, although I do expect them to be in. You have to weight that risk just a little bit, so have contingency plans for all of these guys. Ditto with the, uh, like, Michael Gallup is a game-time decision. We don't know whether he's going to make his first start since, what is it, week two, week one, whenever he last played. He has, like, the same injury as Dak, uh, but he's been out an awful lot longer. Dak's playing, by the way. Debo Samuel is likely to play with this calf injury keep an eye on him Cole Beasley is likely to play with his ribs injury against the Jacksonville Jaguars Robert Woods hurt his foot but he's likely to play on Sunday night football AJ Green is out so Christian Kirk Rondell Moore and Antoine whatever the hell that guy's name is that was just randomly used last week out of nowhere over Andy Isabella uh, he would be like fourth in the pecking order probably means more for Chase Edmonds too the the real thing here is not so much AJ Green 
because DeAndre Hopkins might not play either with this hamstring problem. I would expect him to play. Green is actually out, but we might be getting Colt McCoy at quarterback instead of Kyler Murray, which just kind of tanks the value of everyone. It probably increases the role of Edmonds because it will just be dump off city from Colt McCoy uh, would be the one way that I would adjust that up. But right now I still have Kyler in the rankings. I do think that he's going to play, but it's like 60, 40. So if you're waiting on Kyler, uh, just take a scan at the waiver wire to see which quarterback that you can add right now whether it's like fields big ben is probably available Tannehill, maybe because a lot of people probably dropped him when all the injuries to the receivers and derrick henry went out it's not a great play against the rams obviously but those are the sort of options you have plus all of the four o'clock slate on sunday alan lazard is back marcus valdez scantling was activated off injured reserve with his hamstring injury he is back and Devonte adams is back so at least jordan love has the full complement of options to throw to on the Packers as he will start in place of Aaron Rodgers this week for the Green Bay Packers and a great matchup against the Chiefs just how do we trust Jordan Love we don't know what he is up to Uh, the one thing I did want to go look at were his rushing stats at Utah State we had a lot of rushing attempts it was really short yardage stuff he averaged like two and a half yards per attempt it's a lot of sneaks a lot of goal line stuff he's not someone that's going to go out there and run around I mean I thought the same thing with Josh Allen because he didn't do that in college then all of a sudden in the NFL he's running over everyone So I could be completely wrong, but history would dictate that you're not probably going to get like 35 rushing yards from Jordan Love, although he may call his own number at the goal line, which I would hate because I'm playing a ton of Aaron Jones. I just hope he dumps it off to Aaron Jones the entire game. That would be fantastic news. Sterling Shepard is out for the Giants. Dante Pettis is out for the Giants. Kenny Galladay trending towards playing, but he is a game time decision. Hunky Tony told the trainers to step off and he's going to play. This week, I like Tony a ton here. So you're probably going to get Galladay, Tony, and Slayton, along with Evan Ingram and Devontae Booker in the backfield. That's likely the, Those are likely the starters for the Giants this week. I like Tony the best of that bunch, more so with Sterling Shepard out, because those guys kind of galvanize together and take away. They eat each other's tail. Was that Cerberus? No, Cerberus is the three-headed dog. Whatever the eating-your-own-tail snake thing is. That's Shepard. That's Tony. No Shepard. Play Hunky Tony. You'll be good to go. Jalen Rager looks like he's going to be in for the Eagles, so I had to bump down Quez Watkins and put Rager back in the rankings. Check those out right now in the description. Will Fuller and Devontae Parker are both out. I already talked about Mac Hollins as the guy who gets a bit of a bump if you needed him, but this is just fantastic news for one, Jalen Waddle, two, Sticky Gesicki, three, Miles Gaskin. Those three guys are going to be good, even if the Dolphins aren't good, because all of the volume is going to be concentrated on them. Hopefully, one of like the other eight random tight ends on the Dolphins doesn't catch a touchdown from Tua. Uh, and you know maybe Mac Hollins can get involved here. Who knows? We don't want to see Salvin Ahmed. We want to see Miles Gaskin presumably catching balls out of the backfield because with Tua, since he came back in the London game, Miami is passing way over expectation from what you would think based on their situation. So they're actively looking to get the ball in Tua's hands on rollouts, trying to throw the ball. I mean, downfield is probably a bit of a stretch, but two people somewhere on the field rather than running, which means more Gaskin than Ahmed in that game. Donovan Peoples-Jones with Beckham cut uh, is trending towards playing. If not, the Schwartz or Rashad Higgins uh, will be the guy to step in and see, you know, probably the second most targets on from Baker Mayfield in that game. Jervis Landry looks like a great play, by the way. Uh, Let's see here. Calvin Ridley is not playing. Tajay Sharp would be, if I had to play one, which I don't want to do against The Saints, Tajay Sharp, would be the Falcons receiver I would go to. Terrace Marshall is back from his concussion for the Carolina Panthers in that game. What else do we have? That's basically it. 
Um, Deshaun Jackson was cut this week, so more Van Jefferson. Quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacking. A lot of just so many injuries this week. Stafford is likely going to play on Sunday Night Football with his back problem. Tua is a game-time decision, but he is also likely to play for the Dolphins. Kyler Murray has an ankle injury. He's like, like I said, 60-40, 50-50 to play. Keep an eye on Kyler Murray, and he's not going to be running a ton, so I did drop him down in the rankings to, like, number 13 uh, because without his rushing ability, and we saw this with Kyler Murray last year. Once he sustained that injury, he kept playing through it, but his fantasy numbers just went down the tube after that. Running is such a big part of his fantasy game, whether it be just piling up the yardage on the ground or just being able to elude the defenders, extend the plays, and then hit someone deep down the field without that full mobility, especially against a really good pass rush from the 49ers, that it's just going to hurt his overall fantasy numbers and the fantasy numbers of everyone around him at the same time as well. Taysom Hill is likely to play but he's not starting at quarterback. Trevor Simeon is starting at quarterback. Sam Darnold has passed concussion protocol, but he has a shoulder injury. He's still a game-time decision against the Patriots. Uh, if he will not go, P.J. Walker will play, which somehow is a downgrade from Sam Darnold. And take that for what it's worth. Tyrod is going to start with his hamstring injury for the first time since week two for the Houston Texans. That's a big upgrade to almost everyone on the Texans, by the way, because Davis Mills reeks. Dak Prescott, going to play. Aaron Rodgers, obviously out with COVID-19. Mike White sustained a hand injury uh, and joined Zoomer Zach on the sidelines. So Josh Johnson is the Jets starter right now, unless the feeling comes back in Mike White's hand, or Zach Wilson is ready to go uh, following the 10-day break to play Buffalo in Week 10. At tight end, George Kittle is likely going to be back for the 49ers. He is in the rankings at number five, I believe it is. I moved up Gesicki once Parker ended up going down. Gesicki is my number two tight end for this week. Blake Jarwin is out with his hip injury. Dalton Schultz is a top seven tight end. I already talked about him as a part of the over props that I like of four over under receptions. I like the over. Farrell Brown is out. Jordan Akins goes up. Logan Thomas, if he is available on your waiver wire, go pick up Logan Thomas right now. Now, uh, people have kind of forgotten about him, but what with Washington on by, he is likely to be activated and playing coming off of the bye week, which forces Ricky Seals-Jones back to the sidelines. Logan Thomas, you know, one of the better consistent tight ends in football when he's healthy. I mean, we might get some Ryan Fitzpatrick action at some point, too. Uh, who else here? Eric Ebron, he's a game-time decision on Monday Night Football. We'll know more about that on Sunday. But if not, you know, the air fryer, ghost rider, Pat Firemouth, Keep, keep running him out there. He's been great so far. Noah Fant not playing, uh, likely, because of uh, COVID-19. That means big Albert O. He's up to number 10 in the tight end rankings. Once again, $2,600 on DraftKings. That's uh, probably somewhere where you want to be this week if you need those salary savings. DraftKings ownership for week nine. Uh, from what I'm seeing right now, I have these listed in the newsletter, uh, and I will try to update them if I see anything different. But the chalk report goes as follows. Zeke and Austin Eckler and probably Kamara are the three places where people are going at running back this week at the high end. Devontae Booker and Zach Moss at the $5,000 level are likely to be the two most popular options from that range. Uh, my cheat sheet, DraftKings Picks cheat sheet, is available as well. It's on DKNation.com, but all these links are in the newsletter post, so just go click on the Substack post in the description. You can find all of the stuff in here, in, like I said, in easy list form, and that will be updated as well if you go back to it on Sunday. Wide receiver chalk, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle. I would expect to be the four highest-owned 
wide receivers this week. Tight ends, Albert O, Dallas Goddard, and Darren Waller are probably the only three I would project for over 10% in large field DraftKings tournaments this week. At defense, the Saints, the Bills, and the Cowboys. If you're looking to play a defense, I think there are two below $3,000 options that you want to play. It's the Raiders, it's the Texans. Just if you're saving money, that's where you go. The 49ers could actually be a pretty good play now. And where they're in the late games, people won't late swap onto them. But if Kyler doesn't play, the 49ers are a very solid play at home against Colt McCoy. If Kyler Murray ends up sitting quarterbacks, everyone's going with Lamar and Josh Allen. Can't blame them. Um, I'm going with Mahomes because people aren't using Mahomes. It's weird. Everyone's using Tyree Kill, but very few people are using Kelsey and Mahomes. Sounds like a good time to use those guys not gonna lie to you uh eventually they're gonna get everything back on track and hopefully this is the week at low ownership where we can cash in on that that will do it for me on the pat mayo experience once again i will update the rankings and injury report on sunday after the actives and inactives have been released i've moved up brandon Ayuk a bunch in the rankings too with debo potentially limited uh, he's forty one hundred dollars on DraftKings too a nice easy way to save some salary again if you're going with one of those high-end stacks and you get like alberto texans defense Ayuk. i mean those three guys in general Pretty easy to start saving some salary once you start going down that road. Mac Collins is the other one if you want a pure flyer, or Nico Collins, for that matter, if that's the route that you want to go down. Remember to smash like for the episode and sub to the channel. Do all the other fun stuff. PrizePicks.com, uh, code MMNNFL to qualify for both the $25 bonus if you play a Sunday night football entry and play in the 7-Eleven contest one entry Five NFL picks from Sunday, $7.11. If you win, you get 10 times your $7.11, plus a bonus 50 bucks. Uh, and it's available in way more states than you know DraftKings Sportsbook is right now. So if you don't have the ability to go play those props, go to prizepicks.com and play those props. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck in week nine. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.